Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Collect Comics Collective, and this is Sonny. I'm Quinn. And my name is Nick. And on today's episode, we are going to be talking about the most anticipated upcoming Marvel movies, DC movies, slash series in general. And then we're also going to touch on favorite comic book series of all time from your favorite guys. Right, right. Let's get it. All right, guys. So what, what do you guys think about? Uh, I think, obviously, we're going to start off with the Joker trailer. Um, what do you guys think about that just to start? All right, the Joker. Sorry. Oh, yeah. The Joker trailer is like it was it was such a good trailer. I thought the second trailer was like great. But this one, like, in my opinion, uh, it trounced the second trailer. From the emotion from um, my buddy Joaquin's Phoenix face, when, you know, like you, could, you actually could see the emotion from him. It was like really great. I love it. I can't wait to see this movie in a couple weeks. What do you think? What about you, Quinn? Yeah, I'm really excited about this. Uh, first couple trailers didn't really catch me. Uh, that third, third or second, whatever it was, the the, the final trailer really. Uh, really spoke to me. Uh, I really like that this movie is hitting on uh, more of a character-driven story than your typical superhero movie. Uh, I really like that. Um, I've only ever seen one other thing that Todd Phillips has directed, and that was fairly recently, which was The Hangover. And this is going to be dr- like drastically different from that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see it. Um, you know, it's going to be definitely a departure from what everyone traditionally thinks of the Joker. Um, but I, I think it's going to be a really cool, uh, high budget indie feel to it, and I really like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it. I think it's a little odd for a director, uh, not odd, but just like a different direction to go in for Todd Phillips, just because you know, like Quinn, you were talking about, he did the Hangover. Um, but he also did old school. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I'm sure uh, Sonny has seen that. Um, yeah, I've pretty much seen all his movies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize, I didn't realize it was him. Yeah, it, it, it's just such a, a different direction for him to take. Uh, and then just the cast of Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. And you even have Robert De Niro and uh, Zazie Beats in there as well. Like just that, just those three people right there, I think will make this movie. You know, and that laugh, man, he's got it down. He he has it down. Yeah. It's going to be dope, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to be up there. It's one of the, I I got my feeling. I think it's going to be up there. One of the greatest comic book movies, not based on a comic book movie. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of like how Logan was. Everyone's talking about Logan for like the longest time. Joker would be DC's Logan. Yeah, no, absolutely, I agree. Because Logan was based off uh I never knew this. Was it based off of Old Man Logan, or? Uh, it was very loosely based off. Because yeah. it, it definitely, you know, kind of took that turn, obviously, as, as he was older, but it didn't really go to the story basis at all. And right. it, it just kind of took its own turn. You know, I'm not super familiar with Marvel uh, comics and X-Men in general, but, uh, it was one of those stories where he did something like that. Is that something that came up in the Marvel comics? No. Logan, 
I pretty I want to say Logan's pretty much an original story with the whole. I mean, you know, they introduced the X twenty three, the Reavers, um, uh, Jesus, um, Xavier, pretty much killing the X Men, which was yeah, like Quinn said, it was loosely based off Old Man Logan because the other way around was Wolverine killed the X. Yeah, in his work, but in this one, Xavier killed all the X Men. Right. Yeah. I also think that, you know, that's definitely it being a completely just new story, you know, nothing ever necessarily seen it being loosely based, that they just have so much creative direction to take with it and what they can do, as opposed to your Batmans and your Supermans that, for the most part, have tried to stick to the comic books. Yeah, some, yeah definitely. Some yeah. of the movies try to stick to the comic books. Or they take their take their liberties. But I mean, I'd rather have a director take liberties than to be a slave to the source material. And I know I know I'm getting a lot of hate for saying that shit. But you know, I, I'd rather have somebody do something, you know, something that I won't expect and and be surprised when I see it instead of me being like, Oh, they going this way, they going that way. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And like the also, the you know Ledger's Joker was so compelling, and he just took like the real. He took some of the Joker, but he also made it his own. Do you think right. that uh, Joaquin Phoenix will live up to that based on just the trailers? Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, yes, but in his own way. I, I you know, I, I'm pretty sure if you ask Joaquin Phoenix, you know. Uh, are you trying to emulate any particular thing? I think he's trying to make it his own. I, I don't think Joaquin Phoenix in any circumstance is trying to emulate the performance of Heath Ledger's Joker, but I think he's trying to emulate that success. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think we can all agree that it's going to be better than Academy Award winning Suicide Squad Jared Leto's Joker. <laughs> hey man, let me tell you, I, I have a lot of beef with that because the studio fucked him, which is insane that they fucked him like that. Because they had tons of footage that they cut from that movie, and the director and Jared Leto was pissed about it. You know, they cut a lot of his scenes because he got into the role a lot. Like a lot of the people from the set was saying that he really uh, he lived the Joker and he was the Joker. He made a joke of his own. Uh, 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 um, uh, what's the, the the proper term that I want to use for his version of a joker? He was a uh, a hipster joker. Yeah, you know, juggalo. <laughs> See, he was a lot. He was he was a sharply dressed juggalo. Like if you want to do that though, I don't I, I don't know many juggalos, but you know, I think he like he had the suits. You know, he had the cars. He had the flash. He had the, you know, the guns were different colors and whatnot. It was like, it definitely was like about his style, but we didn't get a chance to see that style, unfortunately. You know, because yeah. remember we had trailers of him in like in a suit and, you know, all types of shit. It was like, we barely got to see that, that part of him. Well, I'm glad that we're actually talking about this today because more information has come out about the, um, the new Joker movie. 
Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. Now, mind you, this is at a festival where you had to be invited. But Joker played at the Venice Film Festival to an eight-minute standing ovation, which I think is incredible. Mind you, I wouldn't expect that at every theater. But just the fact that people that were critics and, you know, uh, big wigs in Hollywood that were able to come and see that movie loved it enough to stand for eight minutes and clap. I can't say that I've ever stood for anything in my life for eight minutes and clapped. Yeah, not eight minutes. <laughs> I stood. The last time I stood up at a movie and clapped was whew, uh, Star uh What was it? Star, what was the, the new Star Trek. The very first, the one that came back out. That was the last time because it was it was me and a couple of like Star Trek guys. If I could say geeks, it was a bunch of Star Trek geeks, and I I stood and cried when they played the the the, the theme song at the end of it. Of course, my wife looked at me and called me a chump, but you know it's all good. Now that that's weird because that sounds like some white people stuff. But I, I, I can't say that I have ever stood up in a movie theater and gave, gave a standing ovation and been like, yes, please give me more. Where are the credits? Bring it on. Come on. I, I can't say well, I've ever done that. Well, well, honestly, they probably clapped through the entire Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it went off. It was like, oh, shit, Star Trek is finally back. Wow! Oh shit! And it's, a, it's an alternate universe, so I can have my old Star Trek and the Star Trek. Yes, it's so fucking good. <laughs> now I have nothing because they won't do another Star Trek movie till I'm about sixty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. I I also think that just you know, based off of uh what Joaquin Phoenix has done, you know, in previous movies, Gladiator, Walk the Line. Uh, yes. her, I mean, all that stuff that he's done, that this character for him is just fits his personality. It's so crazy because until people said, hey, Joaquin Phoenix is going to be the Joker, you never really would have thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a um, question, guys? Have you ever, um, like, are you, do you really watch, are you a fan of Joaquin Phoenix? I mean, I can't say I've, you know, fallen religiously, but I've seen the gladiator walk the line, her, I've seen the signs. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I th- I think I've seen gladiator and signs. I, yeah, I, I like him. Uh, I haven't seen him in like a, a serious leading role where you're spending, you know, however long just with him and his emotions. So this will be really cool to see. Okay, I'm going to show you how old I am, and then we can move on, I guess, if you want to. I'm going to show you. This is how old Sonny is, guys. I remember Joaquin Phoenix as a child. Like, when I got older, I remember Joaquin Phoenix in a movie called Space Camp in 1986. I remember him in Parenthood. I didn't know who the hell he was. I kept watching it and was wondering who he was. And then I got older and saw Parenthood. It was a young Joaquin Phoenix. Huh. A young Joaquin Phoenix with Keanu Reeves, but you know, <laughs> yeah. that's how old I am. But I remember that shit. Okay, I wow. didn't realize he was he was related to River Phoenix, but he's another one of my guys that I like to do growing up. <laughs> Have you guys heard about the uh, Robert Pattinson uh, Sparks's theory about the Batman will cross over with the Joaquin Phoenix Joker? 
I, I haven't, but I really doubt it would happen. I, will, oh I love him to death. I would love to fucking talk to him one day and just have a conversation with him. But, like, he has these theories, and they make so much sense, but they don't happen. <laughs> like, yeah. Why can't he write a comic book? What the fuck is not... Why is he not writing comic books? I don't get it. Because anyone, anytime anyone thinks of him, they think Twilight. That's all they're ever gonna think until he plays Batman. Yeah, you know, maybe then that'll change. But for now, they're just like Twilight. And you know what, Robert Pattinson, uh, he did an interview. I think it was this week or last week, but it was really interested. Uh, it was really interesting that like we read reports all the time. Yeah. And we think we're getting the information for the first time. But Robert Pattinson said in his interview that he was legitimately scared that someone had leaked that he was in the running for Batman and was close to like getting it. Because if if that leaked, that means that maybe he wouldn't get that job. Because people are very secretive until the studio wants to choose to, to release that information. Right. And Robert Pattinson was scared that someone from his team might have leaked that and so he was he was scared i mean it's it's just like you know actors are like anybody else except for they have to they have to work at their job yeah you know so so you know something can happen on a dime where all of a sudden you were in the running for this movie or you were already cast in this movie and then the movie doesn't even happen right you know right, right It's like someone waving a paycheck in your face and then ripping it up because, you know, they didn't want to go forward with it. So he was pretty scared that he was maybe going to get in trouble for it. Now, it doesn't seem to be the case. I think they're, you know, if they found Robert Pattinson to be the best fit for that role after numerous, you know, um, you know, auditions and things from other people, I'm pretty sure they have their man. I'm really excited to see what kind of Batman movie that's going to be. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be good. Yeah, someone someone brought up the other day how cool it would be to see Robert Pattinson as the detective instead of the brute because we really haven't seen that. No, I think I think that would definitely be a good take. You know, even just like yeah. the Arkham series video games, like taking that route. You know, the way that they did those games, like having him act that way would be perfectly fine. I'd be happy with that because that was such a good balance between two of them. Yeah. No, totally. Um, you know, it's, I think it's just hard in film and like, that's why we haven't even seen, in my opinion, that's why we haven't seen specific villains too. Cause I feel like Riddler has, you know, certainly changed over the years in comic books, but I feel like he's more regulated to that detective, Batman and because the Dark Knight for example just using the most recent example uh, wasn't really built for that then I don't know if Riddler would have worked in the same way as a brand new fresh story with a different take on Batman so I think this might be the chance to do something different right absolutely Um, I mean and sorry to cut you off Quinn but I think that uh, I don't know if I I think uh, Sonny has seen Gotham before, but I think that the Riddler in that Gotham, they did a pretty good spot on job of kind of rebuilding him from the ground up. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw some of the earlier seasons. I did like what he did. Yeah, I mean, I kind of jumping in from, you know, my universe half and half into your guys. Uh, what are you guys excited that came out of D23? 
uh, as far as Marvel goes? Uh, I'm excited for Moon Knight because that's my boy. I want to see where they go with his um, his multiple personalities. I want to see him be the playboy. I want to see him be the, the guy on the street of Jake Loxley. I um, I really want to see how they do his fucking costume. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see that. I wanted him to say the iconic. I wear white socks, so I want them to see me coming. That's why I wear white. Like that's. I want to see that. So, um, ideal actor, who would you want to play Moon Knight if you could think of somebody, Sony? To play Moon Knight, um, he probably looks too old now. See, as, as terrible as it sounds, uh, we have a we have a floating uh, we have a floating. Why uh, uh, can't I think of his name right now? He he just got cast in the MCU, but we don't know who. Oh, John Wick! Come on, bro. <laughs> no, no, that's yeah, can't that's, not gonna, yeah, that's not gonna happen. I don't think so. Oh, come on! I'm so. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna keep it real. With you. I'm so. I mean, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love Keanu Reeves. I worship the ground he walks on. For real, honestly, I've been fucking with this dude since like, like I said back in the day, 1986, prior to it. I'm. Everyone wants John. They want. They got me saying John Wick. <laughs> <laughs> Keanu Reeves to be like a Marvel superhero, like dude, like like people were posting. I want him to be Wolverine. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Like, I think I think Moon Knight would be a good challenge for him. He's got the the martial arts down, but this would really be a good way of pushing his boundaries in terms of acting and the different characters of Moon Knight. Because I mean, he's got multiple personalities. So you need one guy. That can maybe play multiple characters. I, I'm gonna tell you, I got that beat. Um, who I actually want to play Moon Knight? I wanted. He's already been cast in a Marvel movie, though. But Jake Gyllenhaal would have been a good Moon Knight. Yeah, I can see that because he got like the whole. You know, he he's another actor that can like change his. Um, he can change his voice when he wants to do a different type of role. He can be a Southie. He can be, you know. New Yorker, he can be from Philly, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying? well, Southie, mm-hmm. but you know, he can do British too. I mean, unfortunately, he did the British thing in, uh, um, oh my God, the Prince of Persia. He did like the British accent there too, but yeah, he's dope. He can do it. I know he. I know he can do it. If you ever saw uh, Southpaw, oh, Jake Lockley is the boss. Well, yes. <laughs> well, well, Sonny, I, I hate to tell you this, but. Uh, the whole excuse of he's already been in a Marvel movie no longer applies because we have two actors now that are playing two separate roles within the Marvel Universe now. Who's that? Uh, it is the... I'm sorry. I, I have no idea what her name is. Uh, she is also she is playing one of the Eternals for the Eternals movie, and she also is oh, Dr. Minerva uh, and Captain Marvel. Yeah, um... and, and, then we, and then we also have Mah- Mahershala Ali from Luke Cage, also now going into Blade. Yeah, but I don't think you can go from movie to movie though. You can go from you can go TV to movie, but you can't go movie to movie. But then again, that is the uh, whole fucking. The, 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 the I was gonna say that my my first example was movie to movie. <laughs> yeah, Captain Marvel. Yeah. The the only difference is blue paint. Yeah, if you blink your eye, you'll miss it. She really had no. I'm just saying, anything's possible now. Well, what would you guys think about Andrew Lincoln, uh, the guy who played Rick on Walking Dead? 
too old. No. Too old? I, yeah. I, I think I, – I just think that, at least from what I've seen in Walking Dead, I feel like uh, he doesn't present the range that I want for Moon Knight. Well, he can already do the British accent because he's, you know. Sure, but you want somebody that can mold to whatever you want. You want like a – I'm not saying I'm putting his, his name in the hat, but I'm just saying somebody like a Johnny Depp that can literally like lose himself in a character – Pull himself out and put him back. Put himself back into a completely separate, different character. Wow, you said that's wow, that's the guys. kind. Of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, like I said, I'm not saying Johnny Depp. I'm just saying someone as diverse as he is. So, that. what about? I, I know we were talking about movie to movie. We already know Kit Harrington is going to be Black Knight. What about Kit Harrington? I don't think he's going to play a super important role in uh, Eternals. So why not? I think that would be a good choice. You know, coming from Game of Thrones. You know, honestly, I, go ahead, Sonny. Mm-hmm. You're good. I, I thought I thought that he was playing a um, uh, an important role in uh, Internals. I think he's just going to be love interest for Cersei, but I can't really see him playing like an important role. I mean, we have so many cast members in that movie. I really doubt that they're going to relegate too much screen time to yeah. him, but I do think he will be important for the future. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, I can see him. Yeah, because Black Knight, you know, as long as I get my uh, my flight jacket, Black Knight character with that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I want Black Knight with his brown bomber, like in the nineties and shit, and a laser sword. Because oh it's all Disney. We can do lightsabers now. <laughs> oh. All right, Nick, I'm gonna pass it over to you. Uh, what, what's your most anticipated coming up from um, from Geechee? Uh, WandaVision, uh, you know, has been my most anticipated. Uh, I'm just super excited to see those two together again, you know, even though we only saw them briefly together in a couple of the other Avengers movies. Uh, but yeah. just bringing, like, the Doctor Strange aspect to the TV show. And from what I understand, it's going to be like uh, – kind of like an 80s rom-com type of going show it's supposed to be kind of uh quirky yeah what how do you guys feel about that like do you think that they can incorporate you know a kind of quirky sense and like a, a little bit of funny to those specific characters i know you know you got your spider-man and your deadpools that are obvious choices for like the funny characters but do you think they could make those two work with that uh, yeah, absolutely, and I'll tell you exactly why, and I feel like, uh, Sonny's gonna know exactly where I'm going with this, because Nick likes titles, uh, Eisner, nom- uh, Eisner winning the Vision comic book series, uh, proved just that, that Vision can be that kind of character. Uh, that book was phenomenal, it was only 12 issues, Tom King actually did that before jumping over to DC to do Batman. Um, but yeah, that 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 whole thing just kind of proved that it could be done. Now all you got to do is add Scarlet Witch into that instead of Vision's family that you created, and we're all good. I think we're good with it. Yeah. What What do you think, Sonny? You think that the same thing that Quinn said? Yeah, Vision. I think one division would be, you know, be pretty good. Um, I, I'm really interested. I'm I'm more so focused on the side that the. What I've what I've read about the Doctor Strange aspect of it, like that's going to lead into his movie. Yeah, that's that that's what I'm very excited about because I know she's yeah. going to have a part in that movie. 
Like I just want I just want her to be like embracing this chaos magic type shit. You know what I'm saying? And like Doctor Strange come along and it, I just want all that stuff. Like she probably be the reason why uh Vision comes back somehow. I just I just I just need it to be good. I need Wanda to finally step up and be the Wanda that I know she can be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Because Vision will always be Vision. You know what I'm saying? Vision was always a stoic type character, but I need Wanda to step up because mm-hmm. she could have fucking killed Thanos. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100%. Thanos. <laughs> but, you know, it's whatever. But yeah, I definitely agree with you. I, I agree with Quinn and I agree with you about uh, both parts, both both of what you guys were saying about the your, your, your equal reason for that show to be well because I want that to be well too. Do you do you guys think we'll get a chance of another appearance of her brother? <laughs> no. I hope so. <laughs> like, I'm get, cause you know what? That still fucks with me that he's dead. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't even get a good chance to shine either. No. You know what I'm saying? And the guy that played him was a fucking good actor. Yeah, I think the, you know I think I mean? he played the role very well. I think so. Hey. He was a hey, crazy uh, son of a hey, bitch. Sonny. Yeah. Hey, 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 Sonny. I bet you didn't see that coming. Hey, exactly. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, actually, I did. Because a friend, uh, well, a person that we know collectively fucking ruined it for us. <laughs> so that's that's not what that. He spoiled that shit. So I didn't see uh, it coming. <laughs> he, he, he didn't only spoil it, but he spoiled it as we were sitting in the theater before trailers were about to open for the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't see it coming. I, I, I did not expect that that was going to happen when I saw that movie. Um, what, what do you... Uh, I know, Quinn, you're excited about the Shang-Chi movie. Uh, what are you most uh, hyped up about that movie? So, uh, anybody that knows me knows I'm a huge Iron Man fan. Uh, it was actually one of the first comic book series that I got into on my own. Um, so, the prospect of the Mandarin being a real villain uh, in the Shang-Chi movie, because it's actually called Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings, uh, is a really exciting prospect to me. Um, I know some people out there probably felt a little gypped from Iron Man 3, I am not one of those people. I loved Iron Man 3. Really? Hmm. But, but, I am excited at the prospect that now magic is just like a thing in the Marvel Universe where we don't have to explain that through a whole movie coming right off of Avengers 2. Now that magic's in the universe, we can accept it. We've seen it before. The Mandarin and his alien ten rings are gonna be really cool to see on screen. Um, yeah, I'm just really excited about this movie. I can't even tell you any of the actors that are in it because I don't think I've seen anything with any of those actors. But I'm just really hyped at this prospect. Uh, Shang-Chi doesn't really have, like, in my opinion, the best rogues gallery. But they found, yeah. or they found, they found, or they found a really interesting way to bring him into the Marvel fold while also paying homage to like what happened before he even showed up. So uh, it's going to be really cool to see him kind of continue what Iron Man didn't get to do. It's crazy, too, because I I think that the Marvel Cinematic Universe just has a, um, you know, they have this thing where they take these background characters that if I told you who they were before these movies came out, you'd be like, who the hell is that? 
you know, they take these characters and they, they move them up the scale, you know, it, yeah. if you honestly, let's be honest, before Robert Downey Jr. played Iron Man, if you walked up to someone on the street and talked about, you know, Iron Man, they'd be like, who the hell is Iron Man? What are you talking about? Yeah, or, uh, or you know, uh, you know, 2010 Quinn talk, talking to Nick and be like, hey, Nick, you want to go see a movie with me? It's about, a, you know, a talking raccoon in a tree. Yeah, exactly. Like, Dude, what? Exactly. <laughs> like, they, they, like, no, I don't want to see that child's cartoon. Yeah, you know, <laughs> the Guardians of the Galaxy, all those, those you know, not important, like, very front and center Marvel characters. You know, obviously, we said Spider-Man. Yeah, a lot of people knew Spider-Man, um, Captain America probably, and a couple of those. But I think they just have such a good consistency with bringing these background characters out. It's going to be so cool to see Shang-Chi um, you know, on that big screen. Do you guys think that he'll take <laughs> a little bit of that Iron Fist flow? Hopefully it's better. <laughs> no, no. I, I, I know that some of the choreographers for Iron Fist, I uh, heard, were supposed to be some of the guys that have worked on things like The Raid and other projects. So I feel like it's going to be a more of a heavily martial arts movie than anything we have seen. That, that's right. From Marvel. That's good. I mean, do you, I, I'm hoping it'll be a lot of those one-shots, you know, where they do the one shot and it's the fighting of the fighting scene, as opposed to the constant different takes and stuff like that. Like they did it with the Daredevil yeah. series and all that stuff. That you know, that would be really nice to see. Yeah, I mean, the important thing for these smaller characters uh, when they're being brought to life is you need somebody who cares about this. Right. And when you know when Marvel seeks out a project like Shang Chi, I don't even know if they would have considered it unless somebody came up to them and just like, "Hey, I have a vision. Why don't we do this?" Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah, it's just so interesting. Like, uh, as I talk to Sonny throughout the years, I'm always like, "All right, this is the one. This is the one that's going to prove whether Marvel they get, whether Marvel can do it." And it was like Guardians of the Galaxy. I scoffed at Ant Man, phenomenal movie. Doctor Strange. Okay, it was all right. Inception Two, Electric Boogaloo is pretty awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Marvel just proves time and time again, if you get the right people in the room, they can get done. Yeah. No, right. a- a- absolutely. I, I, Go ahead, totally agree with that. Totally agree with that. That's why I get so pissed off when something else that pisses me off. Um, that's why I get so pissed off like when people make comments and like, well, what can they do now? Marvel. Like, you forget Marvel has the number one movie every time it releases, right? Oh, for weeks, absolutely. Like, like people, people love to put their blinders on and just try to talk shit about stuff when they don't realize like these movies come out and they make money, um, and that's all that matters at the end of the day. They make money, um, but yeah, I hate that shit when people are like, eh, "Well, what are they gonna do now after Avengers?" Like, I think if I remember, I think Quinn, you said something once. Maybe it was you and somebody else. I don't know, but it was say, "Well, after they did that, after they peaked after Avengers." Um, Endgame. See here, here, here's here's my thing is that I, it probably was me that said it, but I, I I meant it in more of a way of like, like we've we've all built to this, 
so now that we have built to this, it's not like a comic book where we can just like, okay, well, the next writer's just writing a new series of Iron Man. Because, like, we're not going to get a recast for Robert Downey Jr. It's just not going to happen. So what we need, so what they have the challenge of doing now, which I guess we'll see after Phase 4 finishes, is now they have the challenge of what direction are we going? Are we building towards another thing? Or are we going to just have an expansive playground? And I'm just excited to see where they're going to go with all of this. Right, we need- yeah, Marvel, right now, Marvel needs a. Now they, I mean, they, they honestly they don't really need that for real, but they need a someone like a Tony Stark. But I'm trying to think of a character that who could be that, because I haven't heard anything about them bringing Riri into the into the Marvel Universe films. I mean, so we. I mean, we may have not just met that person yet, or or maybe someone will really surprise us. You know, right. uh, Falcon Fra- Falcon for all he has been on screen, we haven't really seen him like lead or inspire right and so you never know after this after this run of tv shows that they're gonna have on disney plus i mean honestly anything can happen maybe he will be that guy and you just be like wow okay i really didn't think sam could be that deep now i believe in it so who knows yeah that that is the perfect segue (laughs) into uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oof. Boy, I have, a, I, have, I have a lot to say about this, but right. I'll let you guys start. Like, <laughs> dude, like, they bring in John Walker. The government doesn't want Sam to keep the shield. Bucky is still a fucking terrorist. So he got to deal with that shit. It's just it's super political thriller, like Civil War was. Oh, that's Civil War. Uh, Winter Soldier was. I, I, give me another Winter Soldier in, on episodes and have me coming back for more. That You know what I mean? That's just, mm-hmm. it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's going to be great, and I'm going to be sitting right there waiting for it. Now, for the, for the people who don't know, uh, uh, who is John Walker? John Walker is the uh, U.S. agent. He started off as Super Patriot back in uh, Mark Grunwald's Captain America run. He was like a, he's essentially like Captain America, but he, he had his own super soldier serum, but he was like infinitely stronger than Captain America, is infinitely stronger than Captain America. Like he could, if he punch you, he will hurt you like bad. Um, but yeah, he ended up getting the shield after Captain America left, um, left his shield, left his, he gave his shield. The government made Captain America give his shield and uniform back because they said it's a government, it's his government property. We don't want you to be Captain America anymore. And it made John Walker the new Captain America. But he had his issues. Um, he had like a lot of psychological issues going along with him. Uh, long story short, he was he ended up killing some people and the government covered it up. And Cap fought to get his his uh, his uh, his uniform and his shield back and his name pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I. I... The thing that I'm definitely excited about this is to see a lot more Bucky. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I know we've seen him in previous movies, but I feel like they didn't really touch too much on him in Endgame or any of the, you know, Avengers movies that he was in. Yes. Yep. It was kind of disappointing, though. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I was disappointed that I didn't get a lot of Winter Soldier in Endgame. Like, I wanted him to do something dope. Mm-hmm. 
like him and Steve doing something together. You know, like they back to back somehow. Like, yeah, it's like we was back in the war, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, Buck, let's go. Like, you know, be I wanted something like that. I wanted that type of fan service, but I didn't get it. Yeah, and and I I guess I can jump in here. Um, so yeah, with Winter Soldier, uh, we haven't really seen the new, new and improved, I guess, Winter Soldier. Like yeah. he was bad Winter Soldier, and then in Civil War he was being protected, but there wasn't really much to do with him. And then he got amnesty from Wakanda in Black Panther, and that's pretty much. Ex- the extent of that character. So now I want to see him grow along with Sam, who, who also needs some growing to, you know, um, but I want to see him grow and discover himself. And I feel like that's going to be his character arc within this TV show. Cause he's got to find himself. I mean, he's pretty much a blank state. It's a, a blank, uh, you know, a blank slate, just trying to pick up the pieces of who he is, not who he was made to be. I say watch it. I thought you said he was a black spade. Like what? <laughs> I don't know what you're hearing. No. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> I uh, I definitely agree with that. And it, it as disappointing as it was to not see them in the movies as much as we wanted to. I think it's also a good thing because, like you were saying, Quinn, you know, it gives us just a completely blank slate and gives the Marvel the cinematic universe a blank slate to be like you know this is what it's going to be going forward instead of having to rewrite or refix or do anything they can just take it from bottom and then go to the top yeah yeah, and I feel like all of the I keep wanting to say Netflix the Disney Plus shows seem (laughs) (laughs) the Disney Plus shows really seem to um, be uh putting all of those background characters that really didn't have much to say in the Avengers movies and putting them on the foreground now. And I really like that because before like vision was, well, like Willie said, uh, I'm sorry, Sonny said, um, just, you know, he was just vision. Wanda was a supportive team player, but can you tell me anything about her? Yeah, n- yeah exactly. And, and stuff like that. So she did I'm really the fingers. Finger magic. <laughs> Her brother ran fast. Yeah. Uh, ran oh, fast. that's great. He was a smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I mean so so this is the time for them to go, alright, well cool. These are our new players. Here's what we have to say about them, and hopefully they will land. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think they will with just the way Marvel does their stuff that they absolutely will. Um do I mean, do you guys think that there's I know it seems like no possibility. I'm still holding out hope that they will do something with those dead Netflix series. I'm still holding out hope. What do you guys think? Uh I think they have a contract. I think that's the problem. Netflix has a contract for X number of years. Mm-hmm to um to stream those yeah uh, so i think we have a while to go before we can even play with the idea of them doing anything with them but the people that were doing those shows were really passionate about it and i don't know if you guys heard but the season two daredevil suit when it went up the auction the person that won it was the showrunner 
he wanted that suit so bad because he loved his time on Daredevil. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that that actor, I can't, Sonny might know because he's damn good with this, who the actor is, but, you know, he played Daredevil so well. Um, Charlie Cox. Yes, Charlie Cox. Um, You know, and let's be honest, anybody's better than, who was it, Ben Affleck. Uh, Jesus. Uh, You know, I don't know. I don't know if that was his fault to this day. Now, I challenge all of our viewers and maybe even uh, Nick. I know I've shown some to Sonny. Um, There is a really great YouTube channel. um, And they do a thing every Sunday called Caravan of Garbage. And and just a couple days ago, they put up a thing about Daredevil. And they talked all through the movie and its highlights and what went wrong with that. And I feel like they had some really good points. Uh, one being the Evanescent soundtrack. <laughs> that was the best part of the movie. What are you talking about? Yeah, oh my I, gosh. Yeah, I literally bought that soundtrack just because of Evanescent. Right. That was the best part and of the movie. And I'm a black player. I bought that shit. Like, <laughs> but, but, so, but so much of that movie just screams early 2000s. Mm. Or the... Or the or, uh, Another thing they brought up is just, if you think about it just a little bit, Mm. why is it the guy named Bullseye have a damn target on his head? Who sat there and carved that target into his head to basically say, oh yeah, here I am, just shoot me right in the head, yes. Hey, (laughs) it was popular, it carried over into the comic book. Mm. It carried over, to this day, he still has that target on his forehead. Carried. So terrible. It's still, it's still carried over. I mean, the, the question you should be saying: Who made, made who made Bullseye Irish? <laughs> oh yes, yeah, that's, 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 that's the real thing. Like he's fucking Irish. Like uh, okay, uh, all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And there was some questionable dialogue in that movie. As I was watching Caravan of Garbage, he was like, he's like, do you know how weird it is to tell a woman that you came up to her because she smelled? She smelled pretty, it was the line. And then, when she walks away from you, follow her outside and grab her by the hand and swing her around and tell her to stop. Oh, well... She, she deserved to mate him at that No, point. no, I mean, you, you gotta think about it like this. I mean, it wasn't necessarily right back then, but at the same time, if you did that now, that would be an automatic, like, arrested death penalty. Like, the biggest, you know, maximum thing that <laughs> the cops could do to you would happen now. But back then, if you did that, you know, they'd be like, don't do it again, man. You can't do that. And the one line that they kept repeating over and over in the movie, I challenge you to watch the movie and count how many times he says it. After Daredevil has killed some people... A couple scenes later, he will keep repeating throughout the movie, Well, I'm not the bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you, though? You literally murdered people, but then you wouldn't murder the kingpin. You murdered Bullseye, but the kingpin was going too far? Come on, man. Where's your moral sense? It's either you're not the bad guy or you are the bad guy. You can't choose. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I think that it, you know, in that Netflix series, also... Uh, going away from the movie, that just the person that they picked for Bullseye, again, like, dead on. Like, that good actor, you know, played to the part. So good. Like, please, yeah. give me back my Daredevil. Give me back my Daredevil. I know, and with that cliffhanger, too, I was really curious where they're even going. With exactly, that. exactly. 
you know, it was. But we'll never know about that in Evil Luke Cage. Right, and and he came back for like five minutes of the last season of Jessica Jones. Like, what? Come on, man. Yeah. Like he just shows up in a suit and just like, yeah, I got some stuff going on. <laughs> like, come on. But what? But what? Right. Stuff? Like, what, what do you got going on? <laughs> Tell us. Tell us. Oh man, <laughs> boy, we really went off on a tangent there. I don't even know where our starting point was. I mean, <laughs> um, I was just letting y'all run. I was like, all right. you're, you're, I, I didn't even see the end of motherfucking Jessica Jones. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, all right. Oh man, you know, I could dedicate a whole episode of this podcast just discussing that damn Catwoman movie. Don't even get Jesus. me started. Ugh. But uh, jumping from um, the movies and stuff, so we don't run too long here. Let's let's uh, jump into our favorite comic book series of all time. Uh, I think we should go ahead and we'll start with Quinn. What you got, buddy? Oh man. Okay. So one of my favorite comic books of all time. I totally understand the love for this in the movies is The Dark Knight Returns. Uh, Frank Miller's run on that book. Um, was just amazing and it's felt through all like film and tv to this day uh the way they portray batman is strictly from that era of batman i love it um a little bit of background for anybody that hasn't read the comic which i i really sincerely hope that you have um is uh an older bruce wayne uh has kind of retired the cape and cowl and Unfortunately, this gang kind of drags him back into the role as Batman. Uh, he is a much more brutal and uh, kind of unforgiving Batman. I mean, there's this crazy scene that's even shown in, I believe it's Batman versus Superman, where he is hiding in a warehouse and literally pulls a guy through the floor and murders him. <laughs> um, but I love that whole comic um because it, it's presented in such a way that the entire comic is shown through the media's eyes. So, you know, it's, it's people debating back and forth the whole, you know, the whole superhero thing, whether it's right or wrong and playing out for us through, uh, through Batman and his new, new Robin, Carrie Kelly, and uh, about the two face wrestling with his personality disorder and the Joker comes back. It's a really fun time only for four short issues, but, uh, absolute recommended reading for anybody reading Batman. Awesome. Awesome, man. Uh, definitely agree. Loved everything. Batman, Sonny, what you got, man? Uh, my favorite story. Uh, God loves man kills by, God loves man kills. It was like it was, with a, it was the first comic book that I ever saw the word nigger in it, <laughs> and it, it stuck with me because you know Kitty Pride has said you know what would you because I actually have I'm reading I'm, while I'm here I have it actually on the actual page. Um, she was arguing with a boy about calling them muties or whatever. And she she called like at the time no one knew the kitty was a, a mute. She was just at a, a a dance studio, and she got into an argument with the, with this other kid her age. I think she was about fourteen or fifteen at the time, and she was like, "Yeah, well, you know, he called he called them mutants because William Stryker is going around and they're doing all types of horrible things to mutants. It's not right." And then so she was like, "Look, 
Stevie told her there's the with the girl that was uh the woman that was teaching her at the time, like what you're training, you could have crippled him or worse. He done the same to me. Let's get you inside, get cleaned up. How can you be all how can you all be so calm? Didn't you hear what he said? They only worlds, they only words, child. Supposedly called me a nigga lover, Stevie. Would you be so goddamn tolerant then? Like, whoa. <laughs> Like, whoa, like that's that's some deep shit. Like, would you really be that tolerant then if he called you a nigga? You know what I mean? Like, because you didn't say anything. I mean, yes, they are just words. But if you're a 15 year old child and you've been fighting, you, you've been fighting villains since you were like 13, and some human comes along while you with other mutants that people don't know they're mutants, and he's like, yeah, we should kill all of them and shit. Of course, you're gonna get upset. You know what I mean? But that, that that story definitely stuck with me for the longest time because a, after she said that to Stevie, Stevie, she started crying when she left. She didn't show them that she cried, but she when she she started crying, and then she said, "Of course she did. She she meant every word she said. She was my friend, and she was right. I would be pissed if someone called me a nigga. Like wow, it's powerful stuff. It's dope. Like the art is great. Like her fist balls up, and she's like, it's like you can see the art. Like her hand balls up, and she just get one tear. She just wipe it away and just move on. The great Chris Claremont. Yeah, I love it. So good. I I, 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 I recommend if you, if you can get this book. It's it's awesome. Now, Sonny, as you were uh, talking, I actually was reading a little something. Um, and I have to, uh, I have to bring this up. I never actually knew this about this series. Did you know that God Loves Man Kills was actually not considered canon until the second X-Men film came out? And they, they actually started to address it within X-Men comics. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, um, I knew that because after they did it, it was, cause it was one of their one-shot uh, graphic novel things. So it didn't happen. So technically, like, it didn't happen. Um hmm. So then they did X Men Two last. What was the shit called? X Men What? It, it was X- called. It, I, I can actually tell you. I have it right X-Men here. It was. Uh, um, what was it called? X Men. I think X- it was just called X Two. It was just called X Two. Okay, so yeah, they yeah. did X Two, and they brought up uh, William Stryker in that one. Yep. And during that year when that book came out, they brought William Stryker back into the comic books, and Chris Claremont brought him back. Yep, and I was actually about to bring that up too. Apparently, there was a sequel series that was published called "God Loves Man Kills 2. Yes, and that was in the uh, ex- Extreme X Men, and I have every issue. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was not as good as the original because times have changed. In the eighties, you can get away with a lot more stuff than comic books yeah. back then. With words, yeah. Uh, right. It came out in two thousand. I mean, he could have did it if he wanted to, but I guess he didn't. He felt he didn't have to go there. Sure. But it, it definitely really wasn't that great, like the original. And it still revolved around Kitty again, too, as an adult. Well, the more you know, I guess, right? Or I had no idea there was even a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I think we all know already, well, at least you guys know, uh, big Batman fan. Uh, and become such a huge fan of the Batman Who Laughs. Uh, The Dark Knight series is just, or Dark Knight's Metal series has just got to be my all-time favorite, and the fact that the Batman Who Laughs is now leaking out, and they're, 
you know, they got the Batman Superman run that's going on. The uh, first issue came out, read it today. Uh, so good. Um, super excited to see what happens. Um, you know, have you guys, did you, any, either of you guys pick it up by chance? No, I still have to read it. I heard it was, I heard some, some serious shit go down in that book too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've heard good things about it. Unfortunately, the last two weeks for me have been absolutely insane in terms of how big my comic subscription box is. So, uh, that'll be one that I'll probably be picking up in trade, but I, but I can echo you. I've been really enjoying the Dark Knight Metal stuff, and there's actually more one-shots that are coming out later this year for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I can't wait for those. Yes. Super excited. Um, are, are they doing a one-shot on, um, the Green Lantern one? What was his, uh, the, um... Dawnbreaker. I, so uh, they haven't really like gone into serious explanations as to what these one shots are, other than they are different takes on famous storylines throughout DC. So we have Infinite Crisis, uh, we have um, Blackest Night, we have Nightfall, which is when Gene Paul uh, Valley got the Batman suit from Batman. Um, and there are some other ones. So from what I understand, I think these are just different tales in the dark multiverse. Right. So, I mean, uh, do, I, from what you're saying from that, I think that that'll be, you know, part of, you know, because they always talk about how the Batman who laughs, you know, took down a lot of other, you know, multiverses or, you know, he took down his specific right. universe. Um I, hopefully, you know, that'll run off of that and it'll be like his what he did to get over them or whatever happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to find out. So I, I've seen a lot of uh, interviews. I, I believe it is Comic Story and don't quote me. But I think it's Comic Story and on YouTube that does a lot of different interviews with Scott Snyder throughout his DC career. And the one thing that he has been saying about the Dark Multiverse that's evident in Dark Knight's Metal is that the reason why the Dark Multiverse exists is that every time someone has a bad dream, pretty much that is spawned into another existence, which is the Dark Multiverse. So imagine every time you have a nightmare, that is a reality somewhere. So... So this this place is infinite, but getting there is really hard, which is why we saw in Dark Knight's Metal it took like several different several different types of metal, some not even from our Earth, yeah. in order to even trigger a portal. So I think these are going to be like uh, think of them like like uh, like the Elseworlds comics from DC, mm-hmm. just set in that kind of universe. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that that definitely be a cool thing to see. Um, you know, and just looking back on, you know, the Batman who laughs and then going into the new one, like, I think it's a character that they're definitely going to continue to carry on with DC, um, in general. Um, I'm kind of upset that they didn't take anybody else. I know the Batman who laughs was, you know, kind of the head honcho. But, you know, I would have loved to see them take Dawnbreaker or Red Death and, 
use them as well into other spinoffs or other one shots. I mean, I, anything's possible at this point. I know. Um, yeah, I know. There's a lot of stuff coming out this year for um, like Justice League, which is something that Scott Snyder's working on. Uh, and then we're also seeing all of this Batman Superman stuff, which is being done by another writer. Uh, like you said, the popularity of Batman Who Laughs is definitely like ballooning. Oh, absolutely. And and so I don't think they're going to write themselves into a corner anytime soon. So there's possibility. I mean, I think the Grim Knight's even still running out, running around out there, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, hey, I have a question. Hmm. I, I I'm not really familiar with a lot of those. Um, I mean, I love Batman. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, he's one. Of, he's one of my top five Batman superheroes. Um, but what what happened to Red Death? Like all the different uh, dark variations of Batman. Uh, I know, like Murder Machine got taken out early. I can't really remember. For the most part, they pretty much got knocked out. Um. But there was no, yeah, there was no real explanation to the other ones, at least from what I read, you know. In are they not dead or anything? No, no. Okay. Yeah. So did they get yeah. did they get sent back to their, their uh, respective universes or? More than likely. Because if they went back to their respective universe, they did right. Because they their world died. Uh, their world didn't die. I think they, they just their world was changed for the worse. Yeah, they just got taken from their world. That's all that happened. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. You know. They were they were kind of conned into it. Exactly. Like they thought for some reason that the Batman who laughs was like doing some kind of good or something like that. So obviously the Batman side of all of those characters you know, clenched on to that, and they were just like, oh, you know, he's kind of doing good, so let's, let's let's try and help. Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's very interesting, but there's a lot of things that Scott Snyder hasn't, like, explained. Mm-hmm. Like, in, uh, in Batman Who Laughs, the, the miniseries, like, uh, Bat, you know, the Batman Who Laughs is pulling all of these Bruce Waynes from different multiverses, one where he's, like, the warden of Arkham Asylum, yeah. where he like awesome. put down the suit and became like a philanthropist the, and like mayor. He's, <laughs> yeah, and like one that where he's like the mayor and like murdering them in our universe to like trigger our Bruce Wayne. But we never hmm. really got the explanation as to how or why that happened. Yeah. Um which I guess isn't a super important detail, but still one I'm curious about. Oh, absolutely. Because um, there's something that's that he has a link to all of these different multiverses or different universes, and I'm curious if they're going to play on that sooner rather than later. Yeah, most definitely. Uh, going off of that a little bit before we hop off here, uh, as I was reading through uh, you know, some of the books that I picked up from my box today, um, those of you who aren't familiar with that term, it's just essentially uh, a subscription box that you can get at your local comic book store most likely, uh, where they put the comics in your box whenever they come into the store that week. But uh, I was reading through one of them, and there's a new Ghost Rider coming up in October. There seemed to be a lot of stuff dropping in October for Marvel. Um, 
is there anything specific that you guys are super excited about coming out from Marvel in October? From Marvel, no. But Sonny and I were talking about today about DC's side of things. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super interesting. So let me just break this down for you guys. So everyone's familiar with Stephen King. Uh, what most people may not realize is that his son is super successful in the horror genre. Uh, he's written many books. Uh, he's had a movie come out called Horns. He's had uh, a new television show on I can't tell you what network called Nosferatu. Mm. Uh, um, AMC. Yeah, thank you. And uh, and now he is launching his own publishing company under DC called Joe. Its name is Joe Hill, and it's called Hill House Comics. Um, and I'm really excited for this book that he is writing called Basket Full of Heads. And he's got a lot of really really good horror writers from comics and from uh, from books in general to come in and do a mini series for his publication house, and that all starts in October. Yeah, uh, October definitely seems to be the month for both sides. Um, you know, it, it's going to be just a huge month for comics. I'm super excited. Uh, anything else you guys want to cover before we hop off here? Um, you got also in, in October, you get a new X-Men number one. Oh, I'm so excited. You get, uh, <laughs> you get Excalibur number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... You get the last issue of Dead Man Logan, sadly. I, I'm, the the yep. thing that sucks about that is I wasn't able to get a hold of all the issues, so I'm just going to have to wait for the trade. I've come to that conclusion. I'm, ah. I'm so excited, though. We're going to have to say goodbye to Logan. Again. Mm, kind of. I mean, we have we have a Logan, just not that Logan. Right. He's a different Logan, but, you know, we, I, I totally people, understand. We um we get we gotta say goodbye to him again because you know we fell in love with him man, fell in love with him with the old man Logan story. Oh yeah. Um, and fell back in love with him with the Secret Wars old man Logan stories. Mm. And like he he was such a cool character and he all he wanted to do was atone for what happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can I can relate to that trying to atone for something that you did in the past and try to be a better person. Yep. From it. But I always have to say. As, as sad as it is to see a character go, whether it be film or TV or comic books or whatever, I would rather them go out on a high note than drag it into the ground. Yes, like so many TV shows. Yes. So you know what? If this goes out with a bang, literally or metaphorically, um, I, I'm really happy that a lot of people, such as yourselves, are really excited to, to read that last issue. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, All right, guys. Well, I think we covered just about everything that we wanted to today. Uh, Anybody got anything else? No, I think that's it. We covered it. If we have any more news, I guess we'll cover that on Sunday. Yeah, no, absolutely. And obviously, uh, we've talked about this previously. That Joker movie comes out. We're going to be covering that. uh, we haven't talked about this, but I think that it would be a good idea if we covered a little bit of the hero, a uh, quick clip of the Hero Click set when that drops for the X Men animated series uh, next week. 
Yep, the pre-release uh, next week. Um, oh, no, no, no. The pre-release is this I'm week. sorry. Set drops. Set next drops week. next week. <laughs> I got my weeks confused. Um, but, yeah, I think, we, you know, we, we'll do a little bit on that. Uh, that would be a, definitely a good idea. But aside from that, Sonny uh, said he has nothing else. Quinn, you got anything else, man? I think we're good here. All right. Uh, we should talk and, um, if all of us get a chance to go see it this week. We should talk about it on Sunday as well. Yes. It. It yeah, too. yeah, um, yeah. We will absolutely uh, go ahead and try to cover honestly as many movies as we can that are you know have a big hype around them. Uh, whether it's you and uh, Sonny and Quinn, or all three of us, or just uh, one of you, you know, I think we're definitely going to try to get that out there. So uh, thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, you guys have listened to Comics Collective. My name is Nick. Is Sonny, and I'm Quinn, and we'll catch you guys thanks in the next in. one. Yep. All right, peace out, y'all.